All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. It only... You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Oh, oh, oh. I'm right over here. 
What do you think of that? Why can't you see me? Yes. Oh, oh, I've sang that at karaoke before. I keep dancing. All right, on let's go. My own. Come on. We're on the Phillies bandwagon, is what we're trying to say. Mm. Hello, Canucks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you as always by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You hey. can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That would get five dollars off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z E P H Y R Epic. Check them out on all platforms. If you choose to shop online, visit them at ZephyrEpic.com hey, and enjoy hunting. free shipping on any order Canada-wide over the price of $50. But if you want to check them out in-store, be sure to do that at their Surrey retail location. We've got some throwback cards here. The 2019-20 Upper Deck Series 1. This is when our partnership started with Zephyr Epic, and we had Hughes hunting uh, back then. What did you get? Did you pull? Wow! Look at this. Wow! Are you kidding me? We found an old box of hockey cards when we used to do our Hughes hunting. And the first card I pull is the Quinn Hughes Young Guns card. Let's go. That's the chase card right there, baby. The Quinn Hughes rookie. Are you kidding me? First pack from the old box. That's what I'm talking about right there. What puck log? I think that's like the third Quinn Hughes that I pulled. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I pulled a bunch of these things back in the day. A UD Canvas Connor McDavid. Who cares? Our technical producer is Aaron Bordado, who is an Oilers fan. Look at that. Hughes hunting. That's pretty cool. That we I think this that. is our first Hughes hunting live on camera that we've done, right? We've never. Uh, done yeah, that you're before. absolutely right. Yes, you wow. are absolutely right. That is awesome. Wow. Uh, my name is Dave Quadrelli. Who cares? I'm joined as always by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Aaron Bordado. This is the Canucks conversation. We just did some Hughes hunting, dude. With a UD canvas, Connor McDavid, and then the rookie of Quinn Hughes card. That's the rookie card. This, these are from 2019, 20. Yeah. Series one. Wow. And it was interesting that we start. also we also found that there was uh, Ilya Mikheyev in there. There was yeah, rookie cards. Teddy Bluger. Young Guns. Yeah. Like Young Guns. Zach McEwen. Guys. Zach McEwen. Jack Hughes in the same set. The old 2019-20 yes, Series 1. How right. about that? Some hype in the chat for the Quinn Hughes rookie card. Yeah, Come people on. are excited about that. Love that. That's pretty exciting. Should we, uh, Love that. Should we talk about the Quinn Hughes discourse from over the weekend? Because I stayed out of it on Twitter, but... I want to talk about it a little bit. Go for bit. it. I don't have much in the intro today, so, actually. So, you know, we saw the ESPN, the athletic rankings of Quinn Hughes, and Quinn Hughes saw the rankings. He said to Thomas Drance on the road mm. that, you know, kind of a little motivation for him. I love that. I love that from Quinn Hughes, you know, talking his crap, saying like, yeah, I've seen them, and soon it's going to be undeniable. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, it's not just going to be Canucks fans saying it um, for for ever. It's not going to be that, but yeah, it's... uh. I don't know, man. It's just funny because the thing I was going to tweet, and I, t- I, I was going to do it, but then I realized I don't want to use Twitter um, and have anybody reply to me with anything. But what I thought of was like, when's the last time you saw Quinn Hughes make like an egregious defensive mistake? Because mm. I think if you could find me like a clip, that's fine. But I don't think you could find more than like, I'd say five. I, I don't yeah, think you could find five bad that's clips. Like, if of people Quinn Hughes actually watched Quinn Hughes play, find yeah. me a game where he was bad defensively. Yeah, find like, me that's a full it. game that's where it. he was not that's good all defensively. Just find me that once. That that's it. Like I don't want to get into a pissing contest or whatever with you. No, no, no. I'm not pissing on anybody. No, I'm not pissing on anybody either anymore. No. Um, anymore. That's right. But I don't know. Like you said, find a bad game of Quinn Hughes defensively. I don't. I, saw, I genuinely don't think you can. No. And you I, might be able to find isolated incidents, but then you also look at it, and you look at who his defense partners have been. That's what I'm saying. And you look at him now with Philip Peroni. Grady, Grady Sass uh, had this tweet earlier. Um, 
Quinn Hughes and Philip Hironik are the only defensive pairing in the league to not surrender a goal at five on five with a minimum of sixty minutes played together. And I, mean, I don't that know. pairing's been really good. And I, I I was on rink wide over the weekend. We're going to talk about the game quite a bit, and which is good because I have all my notes from doing the rink wide. So I have like so many things from the game to talk about. And we're going to spend some time because it's uh, nothing better than a Canucks combo after a win. I saw that in the chat a little bit earlier, uh, but man, I, I think that pairing is just showing so well offensively and then to see the numbers back it up defensively as well you have to like i'm more and more sold on what i'm calling the h2 pairing i'm gonna i gotta photoshop a, a hummer with quinn and, and phil veronic in the front seats driving the driving the i old, just want to uh, say in a yellow hummer aaron's on the aaron's on thing i hope tyler can hear this somehow when i said at the start of the season i told them i said yeah. by november this will be the best pairing in the league only pairing that hasn't given up a goal at five on five only one in the league any thoughts, Aaron? We were mostly talking about them being a real good offensive pairing, which they have been. I think that here's the thing about Hughes and Hronik that makes so much sense. And I'm sorry if you listen to Rinkwai because I think I said this exact same take. Their movement creates such good scoring chances from the rotation of like, okay, when you have the lefty on the right or lefty on your left side, righty on the right, when they rotate, it opens up the one timer for both guys. Oh yeah. And then it also you can go the option like when Quinn Hughes has the puck on the left side, he can do that rotation to the right for the one timer. Or he can like he's so quick that he can beat forwards and get around on the left side as well. He has such good four way movement that having a partner now with him who has a little bit of offensive threat behind him, and it's like Hironik hasn't really unleashed that clap bomb that we were kind of hoping to see up to this point in his time as a Vancouver Canuck, but it's there. Like you're seeing, he does have some potential to start putting up some points here. I just think they're creating so many scoring chances. It's been hell of a start. For, for that duo, and I think that was something that was a little bit difficult for us to wrap our heads around off the top, was like playing these two together. But, man, so far so good. I, I see Aaron I, here. I just want to say... disappointed, or what's going on? Here? I just want to say, before we get to Aaron, I was telling you at the start of the year, I said this will be... Heronic will be Quinn Hughes' most consistent partner. Also, real quick, really sounds like Talkit is planning for Ethan Bear to be joining this team at some point. Yeah. Like, the post-game... Press conference, I'm pretty sure he threw in there all of our guys to get healthy. The only guy who's not healthy on the roster is Keon Brisebois, and I don't think he's been talking to Aaron too much. No, Aaron likes Brisebois. I know he does. <laughs> so, but I don't think that's who Talkett's talking about when he says, you know, having to use Hughes and Heronic together. I believe, like, I'm just reading between the lines, it sure sounds like Talkett is kind of preparing to either, you know, whether it be a trade or whether it be Ethan Bear getting healthy, that something's going to give. And for now, it's Hughes and Heronic, but I don't think we're going to see it all season long based on Talkett's answers. Aaron, your thoughts? I just wanted to say I'm very happy for you guys to do Canucks Convo after a win. I am an honorary Canucks fan. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. You're lovable losers in my eyes, but it's so hard to watch you guys have smiles on your faces and see that look on Quads' face right now. Yeah, that one. That one I'm talking about right there because I'm getting it on all angles. It was a rough weekend in Edmonton. Yeah, I'm happy you guys are positive because it's really the only positivity I'm getting in my in my days these days. God, I it's can just... It's rough out there, just, but the Canucks look good. Quinn Hughes is a stud. Quads, you called it. He might not have 20 goals, but God, is he good. Yeah, scored on Saturday though, so he's uh, keeping up pace he's on his I way. Think, right now, which is interesting. I just I picture Oilers Nation in the office over there right now. It's just like McDavid's injured, the Heritage Classics around the corner. They're, what are they? One, three, and one. I think you were saying, Aaron. Like I just I picture that office 
is just a bunch of people just like running into each other. Like y'all probably have no idea what's going on. Those well, oilers, and that's I, what I like to see out there at the at the offices, dude. I came in today. I'm here at 7 a.m. Nobody came in till like 11. It snowed <laughs> in Edmonton today. It's everywhere. It's all over the roads. It's a disaster. Y'all hear that, Canucks fans? Right Y'all hear that? It could be worse. Like, I you just want to recap. A lot of bad stuff. I just want to recap Aaron's life on this Monday morning. Yeah. The Atlanta Braves have been eliminated from the playoffs <laughs> oh, for a week. Aaron, the Philadelphia Phillies are probably going to win the World Series. Like I sang off the top. The Edmonton Oilers are one, three, and one. Some are saying they have five losses. Connor McDavid's yeah, you, out for you said that. <laughs> Connor McDavid's out for one to two weeks, and the Heritage Classic is going to be played on a Sunday. And Frozen Frenzy's on a Tuesday, which we talked about right before this. And this doesn't have so much to do with Aaron. Aaron, we feel for you, but Frozen Frenzy, people have noticed. Tuesday's game, 6.15 start time for the Canucks in Nashville. Yeah, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. We will. Let's touch on the Florida game real quick because we kind of glossed over it. But the big win on the weekend, Mm 5-3 for the Vancouver Canucks. You got a goal and assist from Andre Kuzmenko. How about the patience, eh? The patience on that Kuzmenko goal was ultimately became the game-winning goal uh, where Kuzmenko just outweighed the goaltender. Like, just an incredible play by him to to outweigh Bobrovsky and fire that into the back of the net. He's got that good touch, man. Like, you know, like – and. You got to mention on that play, the four check from Phil Dijustepe was excellent, right? And that's mm-hmm. why he's playing in a top six role. I know he's not the name that everybody's penciling into their top six, but he's a guy who's going to work and know his role. I think he did an excellent job. Had a, one of his better games, I yeah. would say, as a Vancouver Canuck. Uh, and I thought Kuzmenko did as well. Did it feel like felt like something clicked a little differently yes. for Kuzmenko? Maybe Mikheyev, around the halfway. Mikheyev. Sure, but I didn't think it was right from the start of the game either. I felt like it was kind of maybe getting a little bit of time with Ilya Mikheyev on the line. And I know he talked about kind of the language being a little bit uh, of a, a bonus now that uh, Mikheyev can kind of help explain certain things to Kuzmenko. Because, yeah, like, think about it. You're in the heat of the moment. You're, you know, you're finishing a long shift. You're breathing deep. Like, you know, all this stuff, you're trying to catch your breath. And it maybe is a little bit hard to understand a second language. But with Mikheyev there, yeah, you can, you can do it a little bit easier. Miller has a couple assists again in the Pedersen shot. Like, that's what that almost maybe that's the moment that, that it looked like Kuzmenko. And I'm not saying he turned the corner for the whole season, but at least in that game, he makes that spinning backhand pass tape to mm-hmm. tape to Elias Patterson, who rips a wrist shot right over the glove. Uh, and that was an awesome goal, too, to see. I mean, it was it was one of those games that, and I think I saw it in the comments a little bit earlier, had to feel like one of the most complete games for the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, I think this season, right? And I know, like, that's the thing. It's hard to, like, say all that stuff because the 8 1 win against the Oilers was very good. But that one got out of hand pretty quick. I feel like this was like, these are the type of games they have to win throughout the season. Yeah, and if you told me that this team would be leaving this road trip with maybe a 3-3 three and three or 3-4-3, three and or four and three, no, 4-2, and two, excuse me, sorry, 3-3 three and three or 4-2 and two record as their total record after this road trip, you take that any day of yeah. the week. No, I agree with you, and I think that's that's got to be the goal now, right? Like, finish up this road trip, which is, I don't just seems to happen to the Vancouver Canucks every year. Here's a home game. Hit the road, Jack. Yeah. Don't you come back until the end of the month. And I think that's the way they're going right now. If they come back 4-2, and two, you're laughing about it. By the way, uh, Christian Willannon from the Abbotsford Canucks mm-hmm. is going to join us here in a couple minutes' time. Uh, excited to chat with Christian. Don't call him Chris. I don't. Otherwise, his mom will be mad. He told us at training camp. That's right. I which forgot is about that. When I talked to him at training camp, yeah. you didn't want to talk to him at training camp. I don't want to rehash that story. I apologize to him for that. Do I have to tell the story now? You I have to tell the story because now sure. people think I'm an asshole. So why do you why do you swear on the show? The kids okay, are in the okay, car. I, you the know kids what? are in the car. Whatever. Whatever. Um 
So at training camp, I have to click the little thing now when I post the episode. Yes, they're swearing on here because you're whatever. Tra- what? That's the A word. Are you kidding me? Anyways, you, you can't say the it, you can't say the A and the H. You can say the A. You can't say the A and the H. Okay. Go to anyways. You, got, you didn't story. finish broadcasting school like I did. This is what oh, I'm telling yeah. you. This is what this is why this the is story. Where the swearing classes in the final semester. The, the story. The story that I want to tell okay. is someone requested Christian Willanin at training camp, and we were all. In kind of a back area, doing a scrum or whatever, and then the Canucks PR director comes out and says, "Hey, Quaz, did you want to talk to Christian?" And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> Christian was right behind him, oh. so I had to explain. I was like, "It's not that I don't want to talk to you; it's oh. just that I didn't request you." Which is what the question was. It was just framed as, "Do you want to talk to him?" Mm. And the answer was no. Wow. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Oh, Anyways, not, yeah. he forgave me. That's all that matters. He still comes on our show. Um. Yeah, all has been forgiven. Been on now, a few times. Good guess. That being said, I want to talk about Casey DeSmith, and I think we will later. Later in the goalies yeah. a little bit, but let's uh, quickly touch on um, the lines. We can get this up here real quick. Uh, the lines from Sunday. Maybe we'll touch on those in a little bit. I do want to bring up the special teams, actually, first. Um, special teams wins games, right? Like, a lot of the time, it can win you the game. How much did we see it lose for the Vancouver Canucks last year? This year. So they go two for three on the power play on Saturday, and they kill off both the penalties that they face. You have that type of ratio on the special teams. You're not going to have that every night. But when you do get that, you're winning those games, man. And I think that was a big part of, of Saturday's win as well. You get a 5-3 game, but to keep the other team from scoring, man, it's it's so like how bad did the penalty kill let this team down? It's changed. It's gotten better. It's looked a lot more improved this season. Okay, well, let's not make Christian wait any longer. No. no. Uh, let's bring him in. Christian will Speaking of the power play, though, here we go. That's right. Christian, what's worse, (laughs) uh, having to wait to start an interview or me saying I didn't want to talk to you at training camp? Uh, I don't mind waiting. It kind of hurts to get rejected in person. Sorry, man. Uh, Just text me or something. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. No, I was good. I was just making it a little fun. Absolutely. Christian, four-game point streak for you. Uh, I feel like you probably had a dozen of those last year as well. Uh, how good do you feel in this year uh, with the start with you guys in the Abbotsford Canucks? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I it's obviously nice to put up points. And, and as you said, I um, was fortunate enough last year to have a good group around me to keep putting the puck in the net. But really, uh, at this point, it's just about correcting the other side of things. Uh, I think I've proven in the, in the American League that I can put up points and, and be an offensive uh, contributor. Um, but it's about dialing in the other areas that have um, probably kept me out of the NHL, in my opinion. So um, more focus on those things. And as, as I said, it's nice to get those points and uh, more importantly, get wins. But uh, there's a lot of other details that I'm trying to dial in on a little bit. A lot of us that aren't in hockey aren't on the ice practicing this every day. Like, what are certain things that you could do? Like, like is there things you do day to day or does it actually take, like, being into a game to say, like, I'm trying to improve my defensive game or I'm trying to improve puck moving or whatever it is. Like, how do you improve on those type of things, or at least try to? I think for me, it's um, I think like I think I said it to you last year. I think the the Woolies, not defensively, whatever. I think, uh, in my opinion, that's kind of an old. Um, I think that's an old. It's old news, you know. I think it's I think it's something that maybe I got early in my career when I was in Ottawa, and maybe it was a little bit fair back then. But I think over time, I've proven that uh, a I want to be out there in in, in defensively. Uh, important situations uh, and be um, continuously improving on them. And, and as always, I like to give credit to my coaches and, and credit to Ags down here for being patient with me. And um, for me right now, it's a lot of boxing out and, 
in my opinion, just being a little bit harder to play against. Um, being a physical guy is not necessarily in my my ID, but it's something that I know um, I can improve on because it's really just a mentality. So uh, to answer your question, obviously in practice, I'm not going to be cross-checking my own guys and taking shots of my own guys and, and putting them in bad situations, but uh, boxing out, you know, technique, little things like that. And uh, today we actually did probably, let's say we did six drills in practice. Four out of the six were boxing out. Mm and working on uh, keeping guys out of our net front and credit to, again, our coaches for realizing in the game this weekend, maybe there was a couple too many opportunities behind us and, and shots from the point with uh, too much in front of Artie. So uh, we, we had a good team practice and, and really drilled in on that today. And uh, not only good for the team, but good for me uh, personally. A lot of the, the guests joining us here from the Oxford Canucks bring up eggs a lot. And that's Gary Agnew, the, the associate coach out there as well. Is he like, why are you guys bringing him up so much? It seems is he like slipping you guys Reese's peanut butter cups at practice, or like what's it like? Everybody seems to bring this guy up when we ask him about developing out there in Abbotsford. Well, I think it's um, I'll give Ags his flowers. I think it's all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Olms is is phenomenal with our power play. He's phenomenal with the forwards. Obviously, I'm not dealing with him as much um, in five on five stuff, um, but the power play is phenomenal. JC is you guys know I've said nothing but positive things about him for the last year and a half, and um, Ags is just. Uh, I mean, he's unreal. You know, he's been, I asked him the other day, he's been getting paid to coach since 1988, right? Wow. So not only is that incredible, uh, but it, it's it's a testament to how he's adapted because you don't coach since 98, 1988 and not adapt. You know, you find a way to continuously improve and as a coach and and especially with the way we are these days with uh, even communicating with players. It's not, uh, I'm sure he's talking to the guys a lot differently than he was in 1988. And um, he's just, he's just a, I mean, not only a good coach, but a, a great person, a uh, great leader in our locker room, of course. I know it's weird to say that about a, a coach, but he really is. And, um, you know, like I said, a guy with a track record like that, it's, it's crazy for me not to try and get as much out of him as I can. And, again, um, I'm thankful for his patience with me and, and the time that he gives me. And not only me, but all of our defensemen. I know that uh, whether it be the six that are playing or the six that are sitting, um, he's willing to take time with them at all times and um, really as a player it's all you can ask for it feels like almost regardless of position regardless of age anybody we talk to that gets sent down they kind of feel like they have a plan that's been kind of communicated to them from the coaching staff management like what was the message to you when you were sent down like do you feel like you have something that you you're like okay if i do this or i do this these other things i'll be able to get to the nhl level um, on, uh, no, uh, no negativity or anything, but there wasn't really any, uh, message, you know, just go down to Abbotsford and play, play hockey, you so, know, and, um, I'm, I'm thankful for the, the staff here and, um, getting me back into it. I'm thankful that I still have the opportunity to play and, and have an important uh, role on this team. And, uh, I guess with no message from really anybody up top, it's you know, or my agents or anybody, it's kind of up to to me um, to be a good leader. And you know, if it's somebody else that they want to call up, then I'll be a good teammate to him and, and encourage him. And um, you know, there's a couple young defensemen, a lot younger than last year's core in terms of experience. And um, you know, if 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 I'm going to be the American League kind of veteran and leader, then that's what I'll do, and I'll do that to the best of my ability. And um, as for you know, kind of what they're looking for me to. Uh, get back to the next level. There hasn't been a whole lot of communication, uh, but I can. I've had enough experience in pro and in myself there. I can kind of look in the mirror and say, in my opinion, here's what I need to get better at. And as I said to you guys, you know, it's uh, 
just being a little bit harder to play against, um, you know, a little bit better in my own zone behind my dots. And uh, fortunate, fortunately for me, the, the puck moving and the offensive stuff generally comes if, if I'm taking care of that stuff. So do you almost take it as a compliment then that it's like management must feel that this is a guy who just knows what he needs to work on and knows what he needs to go do? Like you just laid it out for us pretty clearly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about a compliment. Uh, maybe it's just an age thing. You know, you kind of, uh, honestly, there's, there's one thing I'm trying to avoid. It's that, uh, label as an American leaguer, you know, uh, just as easily as some guys get that national league label. Um, and you know, they never experienced any minor league games. So it's never really even a thought for them going down there. Uh, guys can get that American league rep. And, um, Again, I'm more than thankful. I have nothing but positive things to say about my time in Abbotsford, but I want to be an NHLer. You know, I want to be one of those guys where you say that's an NHLer playing in the minors. Um, and, and again, no negativity. I'm more than thankful for all the opportunities I've gotten here in Abbotsford, but uh, the end goal is always to be up in Vancouver. And not only up in Vancouver, but playing kind of the same level that I play in Abbotsford at that level. I think we've said that same comment you just said. This is an NHL probably in the AHL. We said that when you aren't on the show, so we'll say it when you are on the show as well here, Christian. I think, um, I guess, how do you evaluate your preseason then? Because it, it was a little bit of a up-and-down preseason for a lot of guys. I know, like, uh, you know, the shellacking against Calgary wasn't great to start things off, but it kind of balanced out a little bit. How did, how did you think your preseason went? I thought it was okay. Uh, I thought it was okay. I think last year's preseason I was really good, like noticeably good. I think this year I wasn't uh, – uh, to that level. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I got to give myself a little bit of a grace period. You know, um, I didn't get defenseman of the year last year through the first six games, right? Like I, I, in my opinion, I was bad through the first six games in the minors last year. It took me a little bit to get my feet under me and um, my conditioning was great. All my testing was great. Um, so it wasn't a matter of not being prepared. Um, but anytime you take a couple months off and you go right into it, it's, it's tough to adjust. And, you know, uh, I played that back-to-back in Seattle. If there was one game I could probably have back, it'd probably be that one. Um, felt a little bit tired and felt like they were skating pretty fast. Um, so, you know, like I said, I, I can look in the mirror and say that I had uh, not more to give, but I probably had better games to play. Um, but that being said, I'm, I'm back here and I'm getting into the flow of things again. And, and my, my mentality my, or my message to myself right now is to wait properly, wait for my opportunity properly. That way, if I do get that phone call, um, it's not like, okay, I got to, get my NHL game going. Um, it's I've been playing like an NHLer. I'm ready to go up and play in the NHL right now. That's a good mentality. That's very nice to hear. Um, question from the chat here. How do you think Matt Irwin has fit in and what does he bring to the team? He's a phenomenal guy. Truly one of the best um, teammates I've had. We have a lot of them in Abbotsford um, and it's early. I can't give him that much credit. Uh, no, but he's, he's a great guy. He's a great leader. Um, he's had that, you know, his career is an interesting one in the sense that he's been, you know, um, one of the five, six, seven guys for a lot of it. And you can really tell by his mentality, his attitude, um, the way he makes everybody feel included, you know, um, he, he, there was no sulking, there was no moping about being in the minors. It was, uh, it's honestly refreshing. And, and again, it goes for the, it's a credit to the culture that we've built in Abbotsford and, the fact that he fit right in and is, is one of the fellows uh, is a credit to him. And, and again, we couldn't be happier to have him in Abbotsford. I, uh, 
story about Matt Irwin. He played in my hometown. So 10-year-old me was out there watching him play junior hockey and the Irwin jerseys at the at the Frank Crane <laughs> Arena in Nanaimo. I tell you, man, like he, he had that place going nuts. Uh, Chris, I wanted to ask about your, your partner here. Uh, you've been playing with Jet Wu quite a bit. I feel like you and Jet uh, in similar spots. You guys both want to be in the NHL. It's something that Jet said to us in the summer. And I guess how do you guys kind of work together here to both be able to accomplish that goal? You guys are playing top pairing minutes, playing on both special teams units, getting that opportunity. How do you guys feel like you're clicking so far in the early parts of this? And, and can you use each other to almost build your way back to the NHL? Yeah, I think I think Jet and I have a great relationship. Um, we're great friends off the ice, which obviously helps. But on the ice, I think uh, – and then Jet can tell you this. I don't really have a problem with it, but I, I, I have a high, I have high expectations, um, not only for myself but for us as a unit. Mm. Uh, so, for example, Friday night we're not playing great either of us to start the game, and I come back and I say this isn't good enough, Jet, in an aggressive tone, of course. And <laughs> he just smile, he just smiles and looks at me. He goes, I know, you know, and it's it's just nice to have built in chemistry with a guy. Um, very rarely in pro hockey do you get to play with a guy for uh, more than a couple weeks at a time, or you know, whatever. Uh, with especially the American League with the um, the roster always moving and stuff like that. So I'm thankful that JC gave us a chance. JC and Ags gave us a chance to play together again. Uh, I'm thankful that Jet is, uh, he understands me as a person. And I like to think that I understand him as a person. Um, so our chemistry is going to continue to get better. And I think we balance each other out well. Uh, I like to think that I'm a puck moving, you know, uh, CZI is pretty well guy. And he's great at, you know, separating guys from the puck, uh, giving me a chance to go in there and get that puck. And not only that, he's gotten better with the puck over the last uh, year that I've been playing with him. So, um, as, as you said, it's it's no, and that's what I like about this group of American leaguers. There's no, there's nobody that's in denial about what the end goal is. Mm. You know, sometimes guys will, you know, try and be the pretend. They'll pretend, right? I'm, I'm happy here. I'm happy here. Everybody wants to be at the next level. So why not be honest about it? Mm-hmm. As long as it's in an unselfish way. Uh, and I think that that we've really balanced that really well here in Abbotsford, where it's if you're going to be here in Abbotsford, you're going to play your ass off for the guy next to you for the group. And if you get called up, what I like the most is we cheer for each other, whether it's a lefty going up or uh, a center. Lefties are cheering for the lefties. I get the opportunity. Centers are cheering for the centers. There's no negative anything. It's it's we're truly uh, in each other's corner. And I think that's a really tough uh culture to build and I'm I'm thankful that we built it over the little bit that I've been here. Christian, who's who's setting that standard for like the culture? Who who's the leaders of that? Like is it the players, is it the coaches, is it management? Like who's who's because that that sounds like a great spot to be in for an AHL team. Like who's the ones that are leading that charge? I think it's a credit to everybody. I really do. I think uh as you know I I, I I'm gonna stop pumping those uh the coaches tires. <laughs> I've said too much about them, but that staff is is amazing. Uh, and, and RJ, I, I talked about him with you last year. RJ is a true leader. Uh, he will be in the NHL at some point. I'm sure he's had opportunities. It's just a matter of when he feels like it, in my opinion. Um, he's a phenomenal GM that sets a standard, that sets a uh, precedent for our team. And we all fall in line. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a group effort. And, uh, again, it, it takes all of us to, to create that environment and to keep that environment. And I think we've done a great job to this point. Got a question in here about uh, Halloween costumes. Who's the worst Halloween costume you've seen? I know you guys will probably have your party a week away from now. Um, who was the worst one from last year? Because we saw a lot of photos from last year kind of show up there. And I can't think of one that was really bad, but you were there in person. Like, who stuck out yeah, the worst? I don't even know what we're doing this year because we're on the road. Mm. Uh, we're in uh, Coachella this year. Um, 
so I don't, I don't, I can't speak on this year yet. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll come back to you with that one. But last year, I, I'll give it to Ars. I think Ars had like, um, he went to the Halloween store probably night of, <laughs> right? So he had like a, he had like a random mask, like a Harry Potter scarf, <laughs> a freaking like a knight in shining armor, like plate over. It was like a mix of eight costumes, and he just sat on the couch in the corner. I think he was concussed or something. <laughs> so he just, he just sat on the couch in the corner. I'm like, and everybody's going up to him. What are you? And he would just say something like, I'm... Concussed. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm concussed, yeah. yeah. That's pretty good, yeah. Um, it was brutal, though. It was a mix of multiple costumes. I can't even really tell you what he was, but yeah, concussed. <laughs> uh, Christian, we'll let you go on that one. Uh, appreciate you, you hopping on here. I know you guys are back into action real quick at the Abbotsford Center uh, tomorrow and Wednesday against the Colorado Eagles. Uh, I'll be out there on Wednesday to check in on you guys. Um, but uh, appreciate you taking the time again, man. I know that just reading from the chat here, our producer's already pumping your tires. You can even read the chat. He's pumping you up here in the <laughs> chat here. But uh, lots of stuff, and we appreciate you coming on again, man. It's it's always a great chat with you, Christian. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, always wanted to come on, so thank you, you guys, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot. There he is, Christian Milanen, top-pairing defenseman in the HL right now. But I tell you, he's going to play. You know he's going to play. I just want the record to show I, I always want to talk to him. Just put putting that on the record. Yeah. I. You know what? Like... Something that he said at one point in an interview was like, wants to be an NHL player who's playing in the AHL. How many times have I said that on this show? There are guys that look mm-hmm. like this in the AHL where you're like, they they deserve the chance to get in the NHL and get that opportunity. I've been saying that Archie Baines is trending that direction, right? Like, I think Baines really is trending that direction. He's starting to look like he's better than a lot of the players in that league, whether it's your passing, your playmaking, your movement. If you can get all those three things together... Like, and you can tie in a few different skills at the AHL level and be better than everyone at that. That's the difference between a player like R.C. Baines going to the NHL or Christian Wolanin going to the NHL instead of like Reed Boucher, who he could shoot better than everyone in that league when Reed Boucher was down in Utica, right? Like, he was a better shooter than anyone in that league. Didn't have any other tools. It's about having multiple tools, and like Wolanin has it, man. Like, he can move the puck, he can shoot the puck. The thing that he's got to kind of get to the next level is that defending, and you can hear him. It's something that he's trying to work on right now to get to that next level. He. He said it. Like, this is a guy who wants to be in the NHL really bad. And I think he's going to get there. I just think he has enough skills already. He's going to be a guy who comes up to the NHL soon. Yeah. And what an interview to you. I didn't want to put him on the spot. But I was going to be like, Christian, uh, our YouTube live chat says the Canucks should wave Myers and call you up. And let's talk about that for a sec. Because I want to. Okay. Like, Ian Cole can play the right side. Are we convinced... Like, I'm convinced that Christian Willanding could be in the top, Canucks top four and do a better job than some of the, some of the players who are there right now. I think he, he, Willanding's done enough to at least earn a chance to do it. Did he show the, like, you know, the game in Seattle, the preseason game in Seattle, they had a couple of giveaways in the first five minutes. That didn't look great, and they were kind of, they were like those big giveaways that at the end of the game you think of. So I think it, it left a mark. Kind okay, of but mind. my point is that they have a guy in the top four right now doing that exactly what you just said, but okay. he didn't just do it in the preseason. Sure, I, I I think it's a little difficult because of like the way the NHL rosters are to really make all these moves. Like yeah, I get what you're saying, right? You're right. right? Like uh, unless you're, you know, Noah Juleson's still there on that roster. You got Guillaume Brisebois still on the roster, so it's pretty difficult to make those type of moves. But yep. like the chat's going off right now, right? Like Susie could play the right, says Jimmy Grimmy, Kurt Richardson, or Bryce. They say we'll land in there too. Like I. I just think you have to have a level of... It's certainly an option. Like, it is an option. And, like, I, I'm confident this guy can play in the NHL, that Christian Lillian can yeah. play in the NHL. I think he could do it on a lot of NHL teams right now. 
the Canucks' left side, with the way they're using it right now, is Quinn Hughes, Ian Cole, Carson Soucy. I, I'm not as confident that Willannon's better than those three. Okay, right? so... I think so, that's where I'm at, but I see where you're coming from. So throw it... Carson Soucy can play the right... Throw Soucy and Cole together. Whatever, that's your top four. I don't hate that in the top four at all. Like, then you've got... Yeah, I just... Yeah. I don't know, man. I... He's too good for the AHL. Aaron Bordado in our chat, our hidden chat here, says, if that beauty doesn't make the NHL, I'll cut my arm off. You go play at Edmonton would take him in a second on their second pair. <laughs> oh, yeah. He could play first-line center for them right yeah. now. All right. I'm, uh, you know I hate to do this. What's that next thing on the ticker there? Some goalie stuff. Some goalie I know you want to get Before we get to the goalie stuff, can we get the lines up here from Thomas Durant? This is from Sunday. Because Niels Huglander didn't play on Saturday. He was back in the lineup, at least for the line rushes on Sunday. There's a tweet out from Thomas Drantz of yeah. The Athletic. Studnika uh, out. Top line, still the peanut butter and jelly line of mm-hmm. uh, PDG, Miller, and Brock Besser. Kuzmenko with Pedersen and Mikheyev still on that second line. Joshua, Suter, and Garland on the third line. And I like this. I thought, I, I thought, I kind of, I loved the way the Canucks played on Saturday, but I did miss Niels Huglander. I thought, I think Niels Huglander's been good in the lineup. I really have liked what he's done this season. Does he look like he's like he hasn't blown up the league? But I think he's playing well in that fourth line role. I think he's understanding what Rick Tockett wants from him in a fourth yeah. line role. I think he's been good. And like, what are the things that I talked about last year of him that he needed to improve? Decision making, right in your own zone by the blue line. Just get the puck out. Just get the puck out. Make the other team reset. He's doing it. He's off to a great start this year. I'm glad to see him back in the lineup. I think I'd like to see that fourth line. Like, man, I don't know. Just looking at this forward group. Like, I feel pretty good about the forward group here. I know that it's, like, a lot of money kind of on the wings still, but that's just the way this team is kind of built. Fourth line of, like, Bavillier, Lafferty, Huglander? I don't know, man. That, that's that's pretty good. It's not, like, bad at all. This is a very good response in the chat to what we were just talking about. Sure. Bryce said, if we sign Bear, what about a bear will land in pairing? Make yeah. that your third pairing? Hey. You're laughing. Although I do think when Bear comes back, he's probably playing with Hughes. Mm. Right? You think so? You think they'd split up Heronic? I think so. I think they I think they have to like what's well, going on though with Hughes. Post game Tockett said, you know, for now we have to have those guys together. Mm. Like that's what he said. So I'm assuming that means once Ethan Bear is healthy, you're seeing the more yeah, defense by committee. I had a question in the mailbag thing. asking like who's been um Quinn Hughes' best partner and, and I was a little bit surprised and there's like a smaller sample size obviously with Heronic, but Ethan Bear had like much better defensive numbers than Luke Shen as his partner. Um, Ethan Bear had better defensive numbers than Philip Aronik as their partner. So, I also don't think Ethan Bear can carry a, carry a pairing. Sure, but like, I think what did we with talk Quinn about with Ethan works. Bear in the offseason? Though, like you can't. He's not just going to hit the ice and be a hundred percent. It's going to take a yeah, while. Yeah, you're right. For him but to but warm eventually, up. eventually, like so maybe you start with a Willan and Bear pairing third, or pairing. maybe you have a second pairing of Willan and Aronik. You never know. I yeah, I just. I think I think Wolanin can move the puck in like with with the level of like what you expect from an NHL defenseman. I have no doubt Wolanin can move the puck like that. Wolanin Cole, I like that pairing. Sure, I don't want to just keep listing defense no, no, no. pairs. Okay, go here, through all the combos. I know you. What you want to do is get to your, your stupid little segment here. And the, I know you think goalie talk boys. is the worst thing in the world. Yeah, but I can name you two things that are worse. If you're late to the chat, by the way. As I cut into your segment, because I see a lot more people join, we you know how we open a pack every episode to start. We open up an old box that we found in, an, in inside of another box. What's going on, freaking Aaron? <laughs> how is that Aaron's fault? 
Well, he's got Aaron's turn the sun down, Aaron. Quinn Hughes rookie card today on the show in our poll in our pack that we opened up. What's going on here? I think you're trying to show something that has green on it with a green screen behind you. That's oh, that's what work. you got to do. I think. No, no. How would that work? Think about what there you're it saying. It didn't work. It's not working. No, well, you can see the card better here. <laughs> Quinn Hughes rookie card today, baby. <laughs> okay, that was our pack. Uh, our pack today. Quinn Hughes rookie card. Unbelievable start to the show. You know what's worse than your green screen not working? Goalie talk. That's why we're going to go straight to Betway. No, just kidding. You can do your goalie stuff here. There's nothing nothing worse than your fantasy team or your burger being ice cold ever. That's why Wendy's is offering fresh prizes all season long with Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Fantasy. The game lives weekly on dailyfaceoff.com with weekly prizes and a season-long prize of $5,000 up for grab. It's simple. Sign up, play, and then get free stuff on the Wendy's app. You pick a prop that will happen in a game, and the longer you survive with correct answers, the more you can win from Wendy's. So, while you obsess over your dream team, reward that dedication with Wendy's new obsession, the very real barbecue bacon cheeseburger. Speaking of, let's see it, Aaron. We tried it today. Let's see it, Aaron. It was so good. And do we have the photo, Aaron? Do we have the photo of me? No, no, we got got quads with the burger. Yeah, I... We took a photo of me. It was a late addition uh, to the to the work. Give him a second. That's yeah. my. That's on. That's on you. How is uh, that on me? I posed. Yeah, I was the model. No, I'm saying that. This, Do you it, think when you go to a Victoria's Secret model runway thing, they tell the models that they got to do work beyond walking? No, I'll I tell was you the what, model. If you showed up there, they'd kick you out. They're not putting you on the runway. <laughs> they might. No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, freshly added those to the women, Wendy's. They're like six foot six. Like they're tall. They're, those model. They're tall. Freshly added to the Wendy's lineup, enjoy the Applewood smoked bacon and crispy onions as cheese melts oh, all good. over the never-frozen fresh Canadian oh, beef. Next week, be prepared to sign up for the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Game. Hopefully later this week. There um, it is right is there. what we're looking at. But there's me. I didn't even flex for that photo. I should have, though. Uh, I mean, you're not not flexing. <laughs> no, I am not flexing. I've just been going to the gym again. All right. What do you say? Not me. I but I should have flexed. That's a, you know, you got prime opportunities to flex and you don't. Are you going to talk about the goalies or this burger thing? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It was very good. It was Two and a half minutes burger. here. Yeah, well, we won't spend now. more time on it. But Come very on. good burger over at Wendy's. Go check, check it out. out. Uh, and check out the Daily Faceoff Survivor game next, uh, or later this week. Okay, goalies. Casey Smith. Mm, we got the stats too. Looked fantastic in that game. He's providing the Canucks with something they haven't had in quite some time. Like, when, when was the last time you really trusted the Canucks' backup goaltender? Was it when Ryan Miller was the starter? Like, was it when you had... Like, I don't even want to say when it was you had Markstrom and Demko, because back then you didn't trust Demko the way that the Smith is being trusted right now. Hell of a start for him, I'll tell you that. He's, what, uh, 926 save percentage for... Mr. Uh, Jeff and I were calling him Mr. Saturday Night. That's right. That was a that was a huge game for him. Mm-hmm. As much as we talked about Quinn Hughes, I feel like if Quinn Hughes doesn't have the game that he had, we're probably talking about Casey DeSmith as the best player for the Canucks in that game. So here's I don't think the Canucks save percentage for the season is going to stick at nine twenty eight, but it to me like it doesn't feel like the games have been re- like reliant on the goaltending being excellent. I feel like there's certain things from the team that they've done well in the wins that doesn't just look at the goaltending and be like, that's the reason they won tonight, which did happen in past years, right? Like how many nights did Thatcher Demko have to be unreal to get them? They're playing good. They're playing great. Like that game against Philly, Thatcher Demko keeps them in that game, at least at two, nothing. Right. And that was an excellent night from him, but it feels like it's, they're not reliant on the goaltending, but it's really nice that they're getting really good goaltending right now. Yeah. Like, the fact that both guys are well over 900 mm-hmm. is great to start the year. And it's like you said that, look, some of these are high danger chances, but go look at a heat map from the last few years. Yeah. The defending has been better. They have been better. And look, Talkett spoke about the big mistakes hurting them. And yes, we have still seen those. You got to limit those. I don't think it's one player's fault, but one player kind of has stood out in the discourse recently. You clean that up a little bit, and I think you're looking at a team that is defending well. I just, sure. I wonder if they can keep it up, uh, but I wonder more about the, here's the defending thing. You, you keeping back, it up. You come back from this road trip at four and two. Mm-hmm. What a way to start compared to the last year, man! Like, right? Like, it, it would be. I mean, the vibes, the vibes have already roller coastered quite a bit, and we could be in a very different uh, conversation here on Wednesday. But at least up to this point, right now, and if they come back with a win on Tuesday, Canucks fans are gonna be back on the hype train, man. That's how I feel anyways. Well, you're right. I just, I wonder about, look, and it was a poll question a week ago, mm. and J-Pat told everybody they were wrong for saying the structure and defending was the most sustainable thing about this team. J-Pat nailed these. He'll be on tomorrow's you, show. You said, I don't think both goaltenders are going to keep it above 920. Sure. I think they're both going to keep it above 915. Like, I think both goalies finished the year with 915 right I on the board. Both right at 915? I'll take over. whatever odds. They're oh, both okay. over 915. <laughs> like Both of them will be 915. I'll take you on whatever bet you want. No, no, no. I think both goaltenders will finish the year with a safe percentage above 915. Okay. And I would like I, to be I taken will, to do I actually don't want to bet against that one. Because I don't want to. I keep betting on the negative things. <laughs> I'm, thinking the, yeah. I'm, I'm taking the under on everything. I don't want to bet on that one there. No, I think I'm with you there. Yeah, it's weird that you and the athletic guys are saying how much okay. Quinn Hughes no, sucks. I didn't, no, I'm not saying anything. That, you're kidding me. Throw me under the bus here. I'm not saying that. Quinn Hughes is top three defenseman in the league. Okay? And they and from that uh, that little, what's the new NHL thing they got up here today? Uh, edge? Or am I just guessing? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, you're right. Edge, yeah. NHL Edge. How cool is that? You get to you can really compare a lot of things. It was cool to see how much Quinn Hughes, like, skates in a period. Yes. Like his maximum. But here's my question, Distance. though. 
Can you flip it over to kilometers? Or yes, you can. You yep. can? You can switch okay. from imperial to metric. I was on there and I was leading the mile. I like miles per hour. Yes. But I like to know kilometers. I don't want to know that they're shooting the puck at 142 kilometers. No, I don't what care the hell about that. that it's not uh, Japanese baseball league. I don't need to know any of that stuff. Yeah. I need miles per hour. Come on. I, I, America, baby. Because 100 nice. Yeah. That's the thing about that's what the one thing that miles per hour has going for it is like the people that are best at their sport, baseball, you throw over 100 miles per hour, that's awesome. Hockey, you shoot over 100 miles per hour, that's like the number, right? That's the one thing miles per hour has going for it. Everything else is stupid with all that miles, miles and hours and yards and feet. That is strange. That's what I'm telling you. All right, here we go. Do you want to keep talking about the metric system? No, I'm an imperial guy. I told you that. Uh, okay, let's get to um, anyone else. Right? You know what the imperial system is? You just said you didn't like yards, feet, and inches. That's what I'm saying. It's the that's the metric system. No, that's the imperial system. No, it's not. I don't think no, so. No metric. No, 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 Meter no. is no. metric. Metric, American. He's Googling it, folks. That's what I'm telling you. Okay, you Googled it. Find the answer. The imperial system is defined in the measurement system in the UK, Liberia, Miami. I'm right. The imperial system's no. kilometers. It's the British system. That's, no, no, no. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it is. No, yeah, it's it is. not. We're metric, both Googling here live on the show. Metric is what we have. No, 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 no. No, you're wrong about this. No, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Damn. Okay, thank you. Maybe. Not maybe. We learned this. You made me question what I learned when I was like in grade two. Well, the, I thought the metric was the, <laughs> yeah, I guess the meter. That's right. That's what I said. None of that goes, none of that goes uh, live, Aaron. Cut that last, <laughs> yeah, cut do it, the cut 30 seconds last there. Take that one off. <laughs> the chat saying, LOL, Chris, you got to take the L on this oh, one. Oh, yikes. <laughs> okay. This is not a good time to ask the comment section to get involved in the show with anyone else, is it? I think it's the best time. All right. Oh. Let's get to, let's get the graphic up. Anyone else, tell people about the segment, uh, the great folks at DoorDash yeah. here. And keep this one under four Sorry. minutes while you're talking about It's burgers. time for anyone else presented by DoorDash. It's our listener's chance to get involved and hit us up in the YouTube live chat. And it's also our listener's chance to get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. That's right. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25, all capital letters. Questions, comments, whatever you got, get it into the chat right now. We'll discuss it. And That's code, nothing about meters and kilometers, Oh, please. lots about ne- meters and kilometers. That's code NATION25 for 25% oh, off no. your first order with DoorDash offers. Valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply ordering is super easy just open the doordash app choose what you want from where you want and your items will be left safely outside your door with our default contactless delivery setting contactless we got our wendy's today oh that was good stuff it was good doordash contactless all right next uh what do we have i saw one in there what will be the canucks record after their next three games that's from antagonist uh so the canucks play in nashville tomorrow they come back on Friday and Saturday, back to backs against the Blues and Rangers. Hmm. Two and one. They're going to win in Nashville. Yeah. Like, I think I think they're going to win for sure. I think tomorrow. they'll win in Nashville. I think they're going to they win in Nashville. They played a very good game on Saturday. Extra day off. Uh, I feel good about that. You're going to get Demko back, right? They're either going two and one or three and zero. Oh. The vibes are so good. Like, I would go two zero oh and one. Two zero oh and one. Yeah, I think okay. they're going to lose in overtime on one of the Friday Saturday games. But I tell you, like if they get a good game from DeSmith and Demko keeps and playing why well, because you you're going to get two, you're going to get two games from That's Demko. Right. You're going to get one of those games be DeSmith, and as long as DeSmith like stays his game, like yeah, I think two zero and one, and then you're going in. So that would be what 
you'd be seven games into the season with like a five, uh, six. Oh, geez, man, I'm I'm lost. Now, now all the numbers are in my head running through. It's that freaking meme going on right now with my two head. and one. Let's just make it simple. I'd say two zero oh, and one. Okay, over the next little bit. Basically here. the same thing. You sound like Aaron being yeah, like, we Aaron. got a loser point one time. Yeah. Anyways. Sorry, Aaron. All right, what else we got in the chat? Got a here? good chat here. Good chat going. Corey Anderson asks, what's the better show, The Office or Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Ooh, I just rewatched uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Great show. Here's what I'll say. The Office is much better, and it holds yeah. better. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I still think it's at the level where it might be a little underrated. I don't mm-hmm. think everybody's seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine like everybody's seen The Office. But I'd say The Office holds better, and you saw it at the wedding. Well, you were part of it at the wedding. Mm-hmm. We did the the wedding entrance from the office, and thing. I did so good. Yeah. Do we have a video of that yet? Uh, we have a video coming next week. Actually, um, the guys that we hired they uh, promised it in two weeks. Make hey, sure it was two weeks yesterday. I don't see a where's the video. Do you get a refund? Complete refund? No, 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 nothing That's like ridiculous. that. Nothing like that. Uh, a Bert Cam has been requested. So you pull up yeah. the next uh, next question. Uh, let's go from from Kyle. How long until Mikheyev scores his first of the season? What's the over under? We got one game in so far. I'd set the over under at um, like three games, right? I think it'll take him three games to get one. I think he's been okay so far. And man, he get, gets himself into a lot of scoring chances. He did that on Saturday night. A lot of scoring chances. I think either in the game tomorrow against Nashville or the Friday game, I think he'll get one because he's all around the puck. He is all around the score. He almost scored a couple times on Saturday. Bert just woke up. Did he? <laughs> From the camera. Yeah. That's that camera waking him up, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the office dominates. Oh Brooklyn gosh! Night. Did I tell you the story about uh, Marcel from Abbotsford yet? We can close out on this unless there's anything else in the chat. You see, Maurice. Yeah, so Maurice. So I tell Maurice that uh, I said I tell Marcel, which is his name, security guard out in there in Abbotsford. Yeah. He's the best. So I'm telling him. I say uh, Quads keeps calling you Maurice on the show, and he's in the elevator and he's taking me up. Marcel, best guy out there, and he works hard too. They had to stick him yeah. outside because he's got a strong voice like me. So I'm telling Marcel this story. I'm like, yeah, and Quads keeps calling you Maurice. He loses it. Laughs so hard that, you know, when you laugh and you swing your head back, he swings his head back in the elevator, bam, right into the wall. No, I heard Maurice. (laughs) So now you're not just selling his name wrong. You you know, he's getting hurt because of you because he laughs so hard. He's okay, though. Yeah, Marcel's okay. He's a tough guy. He's got a deep voice. Now he's got to come back. He's probably listening right now. Good. You got to stop calling him Maurice. His name's Marcel. Apparently he I likes call him it. Mars. He thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to see all this. That's why I thought his name was Maurice because you're walking around here calling him Mars. Mars, my guy, yeah. Mars. I, you know, Morris, I'm, I'm bad at that. Close. I call everyone by a shorter, even if they don't go by it. And if I meet someone and they're like real, you know, a high up person or whatever, I always just like, uh, I'll call them by a short name. I do that way too often, but I don't really care. Okay. We got to get out of here. Name. Let's go Betway. Run it. All right. Here we go. Betway, Betway, Betway. We got how many hockey games tonight on the schedule quads? Do you even know? Actually, there's one, but sorry. Okay, go what, for it. Real quick. Um, I think McKayev scores his first goal in Nashville. Tomorrow. Really? Yeah, I think he scores first. And tomorrow's a crazy day for hockey, right? We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Yeah, we'll let's talk more about way. tomorrow. We got show. Um, but yeah, it's a frozen, fo- frozen 40 games or whatever it is. Uh, all right, let's get to our Betway bet of the day. We only got one game tonight. Buffalo Sabres hosting the Montreal Canadiens. Do Montreal. Uh, do Montreal. Um, Tage Thompson to score tonight. Anytime goal scorer, plus 105. Simple bet. I, mean, I, I didn't have much to work with tonight. I got one game. I'm not betting on baseball. They're in game 45 of the playoffs here. I don't know what goes on longer. The MLB playoffs or the WNBA? That, did you? The, I swear, the WNBA playoffs was going on for two and a half months. And they just wrapped up. Uh, shout out to the champions. 
I saw. I watched the final highlights. Who won? They one of them did, and then <laughs> so the Sabers. Um, Tage Thompson to score. He's an anytime goal scorer. Plus one hundred five. Ten dollar bet's going to return you twenty fifty over on Betway. 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 This isn't even a WNBA thing. I just I don't like some playoffs. Aaron, I just think are too Aaron long. I'm mentioned, trying to look up how long it actually was. Aaron mentioned that the NBA season starts tomorrow. Yeah, that's news to me. Like that that's legit. That was legitimately news to me. Mm. It's not even a WNBA bit that I'm doing. It's literally just a, I don't care about basketball. The WNBA. Began, I don't have cable. I didn't even know there was playoffs or basketball starting. September 13th was when the WNBA started, and it just ended. Wait, what? Yeah, September. 13th. Oh, the playoffs yeah, started. The playoffs okay, okay. Started. Not the whole. I was thing. gonna say like favors out here saying a month, uh, one month of women's basketball no, is too much. I know about the dummy. The Las Vegas Aces. They won in a. I heard that. I heard yeah, that. And they're a dynasty. They've won a couple in a row. They got, they? And they got the same five. Uh, they got the big three. They're coming back next year. Asia William Wilson. She's uh, she's a star. I remember watching her in the highlights. She's a star. Uh, and the Las Vegas Aces. They won big time. So I had a uh, DVD when I was younger yeah. of like how to be good at basketball. Right. Tamika Catchings was on that one. There's a name you haven't mm-hmm. heard in a while. Yeah. Anyways. Sue Bird. Yeah, Sue Bird. I know Sue Bird. She's the assist leader. She's still playing? She uh, is, I think right? she retired maybe last okay. year. Okay. There was a, maybe this was her final. Maybe she announced this year to be her retirement thing. WNBA conversation. Coming next week. That's We're right. going to get all the information. Now that the season, now the playoffs are over, it's time to start up yeah, that now WNBA it's, now podcast. It's time to figure out who won. Yeah, and then <laughs> a month from now or two weeks from now will be our, MB, our MLB podcast. That's we right. only do shows in the offseason. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But it's actually we'll time take you out of the batter's box and onto the mound for our prospect roundup oh, segment, yeah. which is new, all new. You get to hear about the prospects, quick, and yeah, it's quick brought to you. Thing. I got more tomorrow by Four Winds Brewing, family owned and operated in Delta, home to the Four Winds Light Lager, a crisp, clean, and easy drinking beer. A beer for everyone. A perfect beer for before, after, or during the game. Four Winds Light Lager. Ask for it at your local liquor store or have some delivered right to your door through the online shop at fourwindsbrewing.ca. All right, today we're talking Jonathan Lekkermacki. Scored over the weekend, had an assist as well. He looked pretty in pink, scored a goal in uh, those pink jerseys for breast cancer uh, day over there in Sweden. Uh, He scored a goal and assist on Thursday. He had a goal as well. Kid is ripping it up. He's leading the SHL in goals. Well, tied for the lead right now. He's got seven goals through 12 games. Killing it. We'll talk more about him a little bit later on in the show as well. As Blackfish coming up tomorrow, I got to do work for the next eight hours or so putting together Blackfish. Uh, but LeCare Mackey, four-game point streak quads. Got three goals and three assists over his last four games. LeCare Mackey, hot, hot, hot. You thought I was going to say Hunter Brustevich because he's hot, hot, hot as well. Nope. Jonathan LeCare Mackey, my guy, uh, for the prospect roundup this day. I'm doing this again tomorrow, right? No, 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 not tomorrow. No, tomorrow we get something different. But we'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Things here and there. Yeah, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Long show, long show. Long show, long show today. Yeah. Tomorrow, a little preview. Four wins. I see Jimmy Grimmie in here. Four wins. Love himself. Some four wins. Hell Unless yeah. Jimmy's a girl, then she loves herself. Jimmy Grimmie's probably a boy. Is Jimmy ever a girl's name? I don't know any. I don't know any girls named Jimmy. So where did that come from? I'm just, uh, just trying to be, maybe it is. I don't know. I used I knew a girl named Dale. Can we go? <laughs> <laughs> she drove she drove uh, one of the she drove the bus of the old uh, the old folks they put them on those little buses. Her name was Dale. <laughs> she, 
Hey, take me out, man. Take, take me, take me out, man. Take us out, Well, folks, for my host Chris Faber and my co-host David Quadrelli, thank you for listening to another edition of the Canucks Conversation. See you, boys. Canucks Conversation with Quads and Faber. New episodes every weekday, 1.30 across the board, except for Wednesdays, <laughs> 1 o'clock. We'll see you there live on the Canucks Army YouTube channel. For more information, visit CanucksArmy.com. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag. A watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.